Just, Hello. Just fuck off. <laughs> no, you you pushed the button. Now we have to do the podcast. I don't want that anymore. I'm going home. <laughs> Hello, my welcome back to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. We also sometimes have conversations that happen right before the intro, and John just decides to push the button because he's in charge of pushing the button. So welcome to the end of. Elaine saying she still doesn't understand why John bought her Jumanji the board game. <laughs> Not that she doesn't like it. Because when you walk past Jumanji the board game, like, oh, that's cool. Hey, that's reasonably priced. I'm going to go ahead and buy that. So-and-so is going to love that. And when I bought it, the girl at the store confirmed this. <laughs> because the girl at the store has met your wife? <laughs> and is friends with your wife? No, never met you. I don't think. Just confirmed that people buy this game? Yes. Okay. Hot, it was a hot Christmas item. Like Tickle Me Elmo. All right. I'm Elaine. A little less, but yeah. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Oh. I will. Each of us has picked a specific <laughs> movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I don't remember. Action adventure. I know why Tony's phone is up all the way. <laughs> we take turns selecting from our movie genre. Movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any films on anyone's top ten list. But maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. This week, on the podcast, is Tony's pick for oh, I didn't Carly's get birthday. It's my, my birthday. birthday. <laughs> Sounds like the batteries are running out. Of <laughs> <laughs> and it's only the second birthday pick. All <laughs> right. We ordered on Wish, okay? <laughs> no, it's the third birthday pick. Oh, it's the third pick. one. Yeah, you're right. Because I got you. The she, gift that was me um, before you. Me before you. And John got you Teen Something Wolf. that you actually wanted, Teen Wolf. <laughs> uh, maybe not. Wanted may be strong, and, but and Tony, enjoyed. And Tony, the love of your life, gets you a movie about divorce. Yeah. In- infidelity. A month before we're going to get married. And I'll embrace you. So I, I noticed that every character in this is related to an infidelity at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's realistic. <laughs> so so the wedding's next month <laughs> well, this is 1996 she's the one Cameron Diaz looks like a baby Cameron Diaz does look like yeah, a baby it's 1996 I know she's they so young look like baby. Mask Ed Burns looks like a baby <laughs> it wasn't long before this she probably booked this before the mask came well, maybe we'll yeah. maybe I'll check out her IMDB Rotten Tomatoes gave this film 62% critical 41% audience. There's no meta score for it. <laughs> but IMDb gives it 6 out of 10, which is basically you made a movie. So the budget was $3 million and uh, the box office was 13.8. That's way up for Brothers Bone. It had a was like $20,000 to $30,000 budget. This was written and directed by Ed Burns. And my from... question was when I saw the, the budget, I'm like, wait a minute. What year were they in Friends? Because <laughs> this came out in 96. Friends came out in 94. There's no way they got Jennifer Aniston for that amount of money. I think, like I say, like I think, yeah. I think this was filmed before mm-hmm. and it was kind of shelved and then they brought it out because of Friends. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, she's super it's famous. Like when you watched Leprechaun back in the day. And she's on the fucking but cover. She's Leprechaun, but, but now she she's was, on the cover. Like, but she was trying to have a movie career. No, she was. Like, she would probably do any movie if she thought it would help her get into movies. Yeah, this is before she was, you know, on that juggernaut that was Friends. Let's circle back to Cameron Diaz. The Mask was 1994. And then in 95, she was in The Last Supper, which is a movie about liberals who kill people. I don't know if I've seen that or not. Well, Um, this was shelved for a while. That would make sense. Yeah. It's... A couple years. 
it's real good. It's got Ron Perlman in it. Um, and then she was in She's the One. Mm-hmm. And then she was in My Best Friend's Wedding in 97. So this is kind of like she's still... But something about... Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas was 98, and so was something about Mary. And that's when she really took off. So she yeah. was not... It wasn't Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It was something about Mary. Yes. But, but welcome back to the podcast, Cameron Diaz. Yeah. From Charlie's Angels. And mm-hmm. The Holiday. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot and about that. And Ed Burns from... The Holiday. 27 Dresses. <laughs> Um, Jennifer Aniston's in it. I don't think she's been in anything we've done yet, has she? I don't think no. Because so. I never did Dumpling. <laughs> uh, God, you should. It's no, so you good. should. So bad. And uh, John Mahoney, the dad from Frasier. I don't think he's been in anything we've yeah, done. Yeah, he was in something. We've talked about him. Was he? Because he's super great. Um, let me see. Uh, Mitch Magonio. I don't know how to say his last name. He spent a long time on Persons of Interest. Maxine Bonds was in the Brothers McGowan. <laughs> um, and Cameron Diaz, we talked about. She was in Charlie's Angels, Holiday. <laughs> this uh, movie's entire soundtrack was done by Tom Petty. How did the hell did they explain that? Well, it was also produced by Robert Redford. So, <laughs> Well, I was looking because I it's was like... curious. The one that came out after this, the third one in the unofficial yeah. trilogy... John Bon Jovi is one of the actors. Really? <laughs> oh, Jovi's great. He was in a vampire movie. He was but vampire. I was like, what? <laughs> John Bon Jovi was trying to get an acting career. <laughs> yeah, he was in that vampire movie. It wasn't very I good. don't think... I believe we've talked about him, but based on John Mahoney's IMDb, he's not been in a movie that we've previously done. Mm-hmm. Well, what did you think going in, John? I thought, oh, I've seen this. Wow. What do you think, Elaine? Okay, I'm sorry. I was like, well, I don't want to give away the plot. Right, right. This one with the TV, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this movie was on HBO for a while, because I've seen it probably like 12 or 13 times, but most of those viewings were in like a three-month time span, just because it was one of those things that was always on for a while on yeah. HBO or Stars or Cinemax or something. Carly? I had never seen it. And I was slightly concerned because Tony's you don't like picks Eddie Burns? for romance movies do not tend to be movies I think are terribly romantic. <laughs> I mean, I picked true romance. So if there's any more romantic That movie, is the most romantic the movie. It's true romance. True romance. Maybe well, you only read romance. Not Look, he brought some payoff money to his wife's pimp. Because that was all the money he was going to be willing to give. I got two reviews. I'd rather kind of watch True Romance now. <laughs> okay, you watch that. I'll take a nap. <laughs> it's got everything in it from Dilla Dodo with Aaron Devano. We know we should have some for dinner, some egg rolls. <laughs> I mean, I'd go for Chinese. Mr. K4KR says, uh-huh. This is a great movie. Edward, Edward Burns did a great job. It's a great story with great characters. It's also an amazing amount of beautiful women in it. This okay. movie is on Comedy Central all the time and is worth watching just for the Comedy amazing Central. women. Not to mention, it's a really good movie. I highly recommend it. 10 out of 10. This was from the year 2000. So Comedy Central was kind of a thing then. Yeah, That's true. And they did show a weird selection of movies. They showed that whatever they can get on. I was on. like, is this a funny movie? No. <laughs> you have to remember, when Comedy Central was first coming out, they put on there whatever they could. Yeah. <laughs> when I first started watching Comedy Central, it was just comedians. It was like early MTV. Yeah. It was just comedian 
pieces of their shit all stand day up. long. That's yeah. what I like. Yeah. <laughs> so remember we had the comedy station on AM radio here? Mm-hmm. I love that. I'd have that shit on all day long. And then it went away. Fucking assholes. Um, second review is from Marie Gabrielle. She says, even if you like Ed Burns, this is truly dot, 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 a disappointment. Oh. I loved the Brothers McMullen. It was well written and had an interesting storyline and was a realistic portrayal of modern romance. I'm not a. Who did the figure course of romance? <laughs> I'm not really a fan of romantic of romantic comedies since it permeates American television with its problem and is disingenuous. What? One out of ten. Okay. So, that's that. All right. So we start with the credits over a Tom Petty song. Because like I said, he has all the songs. Because for some reason they got fucking Tom Petty. He did. <laughs> he did all of it. He wrote all these sounds songs for this movie. I know, but how, I get that. But how did they get him? Is the Maybe question. one of them knew Tom Petty. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Eddie Burns must have been like his. Buddy, there's no other way this is this is makes and maybe sense. he did. Maybe he knew Tom Petty. Or maybe, maybe Robert Tom Redford Petty did. was like his yeah, Godfather Robert. or something. Or maybe Jennifer Aniston did. I mean you know anybody what? really could. It doesn't tell you how they knew Tom Petty. The trivia on this is one of the shortest trivias I've ever read, and none of it is interesting it is in true. at all. The only thing shorter the only thing shorter than the trivia is the uh Quotes. <laughs> I think there's three. Which is ridiculous because this is there's dialogue a lot of heavy. great quotes in here, a lot of great dialogue, and none of it nah. is fucking. On the, and even the quotes they pick are not the funny. Yeah. Funny. No, I was looking at it. And I was like, why would anybody ones. want? I mean, you what, know, my people aren't looking at it for the quotes. same reason we are, but I would never pick any of these. I know. <sighs> All right, so we start out with Mr. Fitzpatrick loading up a cooler with beer and sandwiches for a fishing trip. Mickey is Ed Burns. Is reading the paper and drinking coffee. They're waiting on Francis, Mike McGlone, I guess how you say the name. Whatever. The other brother. Yeah. Which the, the, the dad is like the movie. dad is like, Where's your sister? And he's like and he's this and Mickey's like, he's in the bathroom primping himself. Which is funny because they call him Franny the whole movie mm-hmm. and they keep referring to him as your sister. <laughs> which cracks me up because that's just kind of Man, it just feels so real that maybe the kid uh-huh. that doesn't quite get along with his dad catches this rash of shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I say that this as a disclaimer. I say this movie's an older film. Yeah, the men in it celebrate or uh, berate each other and challenge each other's masculinity for fun and bonding. It's an older relationship thing that you probably don't see nowadays. No, yeah. you don't. Which what they are, so what's funny about this is this is the kind of thing they never show in movies. Like people aren't like this. But people say this kind of shit to each other daily. Like, before Carly got in the game this morning, I'm pretty sure I said that to Joe. (laughs) (laughs) There's a... Problem. Or some derivative of it, because that's how guys bond. It's not toxic. No, we're just joking. It's okay. There's It's from a place of love and understanding. (laughs) Generational disconnect, too, when you watch... He's a pikey cunt. There's the gentleman a, is on Netflix, and I was like, ooh. ooh. There's a slight generational a disconnect <laughs> because you used to see this all the time. You used to see this in movies a lot. I see it every day. And then people are like, oh, that's toxic, so they took it out of entertainment, but it doesn't actually stop people from acting this way. But, and it's also fun. And like, it's not, it's not remember toxic. The Departed? Yeah. Alec Baldwin and Wahlberg and all them talking mm-hmm. that shit to each other all the time? How's your mother and all that stuff? She's it's talking like, to fucking my father. It's so funny. <laughs> But, it's, um, it's like, oh, it's toxic masculinity. No, it's only toxic if you can't take uh, it. This is how guys, like, you only talk to 
to guys like this if they're your friends. Yeah, you know how men aren't allowed to tell women how to be women? Women right. aren't allowed to tell men how to be men. Right. That's how I do it. So they lead up, they load up the fishing gear and head out. Mr. Fitzpatrick, Mr. Fitzpatrick voices concern that Mickey's just moving through life. He needs to get a serious job, maybe a cop, fireman, something like that, something with benefits. His brother Francis is a Wall Street broker, agrees. Mickey says, piss off to Francis, and he makes a ton of money, and his life is miserable. Mr. Fitzpatrick says, uh, Mickey's uh, made a good choice, though, breaking off his engagement, because it was a terrible situation. Then we cut to Mickey at his job. He's a taxi driver. Can they refer to it as the hairy-ass thing? Yeah, the hairy-ass thing. (laughs) Uh, Mickey's a taxi driver. He picks up an attractive lady for the airport, and they kind of make eyes at each other in the mirror. And then she starts a conversation with him about how her friend had a plumber come over to fix her pipes, and they hooked up. Yeah, he fixed her pipes. Now they're married. Now they're getting married. They're getting married. She's going to the wedding. She asks about Mickey. He explains that he almost got married a couple of years ago, Mm -hmm. uh, but she cheated on him. So she asks what happened. He said, well, he left and drove around the country for a while. And uh, she says, do you have any regrets about it? He says, yeah, I should have took my TV. And he laughs. She laughs. Mm -hmm. Which always reminds me of Heat. Yeah, I was was thinking that too. Because in the movie, he he finds his wife has cheated on him. And he's like, you can have sex with my wife if you want to, but you're not watching my TV. And And he takes his TV and walks out with it. And the funny part is it's it's in the same era, so it's this big, bald CR TV. And he wraps it up the cord and carries it to the You will not watch my TV. Big ass TV out the door. And there's something to that. When did he come out? It was the mid-90s. But the, the story for Manhunter, like... Yeah. Well, at the airport, she asked Mickey if um, ninety-five. So maybe wow, this is a five. So maybe this is a so subtle reference fellas, to that. Fellas, if you find your girl has TV? cheated on you, take the TV. But maybe this, this is, is understood that you get to take the TV. There's maybe, precedence. Maybe this is a subtle nod to that. Maybe that's one of it. Eddie Burns' mm-hmm. favorite movies. Probably so we put. True. So maybe he wrote this in. I mean, he but wrote this. this he directed it. Shell, he produced it. This is his shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe this happened to somebody in Hollywood, and this is like a little nod to that guy <laughs> about how the TV and the time he caught his wife or girlfriend cheating. I don't know. She asked Mickey, uh, does, does he think she could drive to New Orleans? How long it would take? And he says, eh, it'd probably take 24 hours. It's not that bad to drive. And she goes, well, what if you drove me? What would it cost me? And he's like, in my cab? And she's like, yeah. He goes, it would probably cost around seventy eight or $80,000. <laughs> but she wants him to go with her and be her date at this wedding. So we cut to Francis. He's a... What is that word? Douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> the word you're looking for to describe Franny is douchebag. He's working in bed. Yeah, he's reading a business magazine uh, when his wife, Renee, which is Jennifer Aniston, comes in. She doesn't look like a Renee. She's in the mood, but Francis blows her off. She says they haven't had sex for a while, and Renee is very upset about this. Francis says, okay, well, look, after I'm done with work, if you're still awake, maybe we can do it. Around 1 a.m. <laughs> Renee's not happy with this, and she says, fine, that's fine, she has a vibrator. Francis thinks she's joking, but she isn't, and he gets very pissed. He says, we do not have a vibrator in this house. And then we hear uh, Mickey yelling from the outside of the apartment. They look out the window. Mickey's down there with Hope, sitting on the, tax- on the hood of the taxi. Uh, this is his new bride. Renee is very excited and wants them to come up immediately. Francis says, nah, it's late. 
People have real jobs. We'll uh-huh, catch and, you later. And fuckboy doesn't want to see his brother just got married. Yeah, what the He's hell is so this? He's so mad that he wasn't the best man. <laughs> so He's like, I wasn't even there. How could he get married without me? I'm the best man. <laughs> and I said, and I also said, this is we're only nine minutes in this movie. This is a pretty tight script. Like, you have really good characters already. You know, you don't get that I lot. just... I, he burns. It's like, this is my thing about this whole scene. It's like Francis doesn't want to have to put on pants. He's not taking off his pants to have sex with his wife, and he's not putting on pants to let his brother in the door. He just... He's like, this nope. is it. But he's he like, does. it's like, too late. I'm work- I don't have time for whatever nonsense joke you're playing. But he not only... He gets dressed. Yeah, yeah. he's pissed. And it's... I'd have put on sweats. Francis tells... I would have put on a bathrobe. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's all you're getting when middle of the night marriage. This late... It's bedtime. <laughs> Well, Francis says he ain't coming here after not inviting me to his wedding. <laughs> and, uh, also, and also, by the way, if he finds the, Renee's vibrator, he's mailing that to her mother. She says, where do, you th- where do you think I get, who do you think bought it for me? Which, I don't think that's okay. <laughs> I don't think your mom should help pick out your vibrator at all. Hey, whatever. Your mom yeah, can suggest you get one, but mom does not but buy we, that but, for but you. That's see, not okay. Uh, what, as we see later, her mother and father are kind of weird. Yes. And all in her personal business. Yeah, they are. But with Amanda Peet, I'm like, holy shit, she forgot she was in this. Well, Hope tells them the story. Uh, what happened to her? She was huge there. And, and I don't know if you guys ever watch this again, but if you do, when Hope's telling the story, you can see the boom mic <laughs> in, the, in the scene. But uh, Renee thinks it's so romantic. It is romantic. Francis thinks it's the dumbest shit he's ever heard of. It's, it's both at the same time. They've well, you known for 24 hours and they got married. Yeah, he says, but you know, you, you know you've known each other for a whole 24 hours, so whew, that's a load off. I thought you guys rushed into this. <laughs> Francis is still hung up on the fact that he didn't get to be his best man. The romance is great, but it doesn't pay the bills. So Mickey and Hope go to, go to her apartment, and uh, he carries her over the threshold. Amanda Peet's been doing TV. She was in eight eps of something called Dirty John in 2020. She was in 17 eps of something called Brockmire from 2017 to 2020. She was in an episode of The Romanoffs. She was in a TV series called Togetherness, 16 episodes from 15 to 16. Like, she's just, she was in, she's, she's been TV doing TV. That we don't want. <laughs> yeah. She was on The Good Wife for a bit. She was on the miniseries called Bent. Well, good for her. She's a, you know, I always enjoyed her. Well, the next day... <clears throat> she killed her movie career because she was in 2012. Mm-hmm. That movie with John Cusack. John Cusack. Exactly. About the end of the world. That looks like that's about the last time she did any movie that I've that's ever That's one of those of. movies with like, oh, yeah, the end of the world is coming, but we're going to save all the rich people. I'm like, they're all, <laughs> they're all dead in five years anyway because none of them know how to survive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the next day, the dad asks Francis, so is she an illegal or is she pregnant? Francis immediately starts complaining about him not being a best man. That's all he cares about. His dad says, are you crying? Mm-hmm. We see Francis at work. He's screaming at people on the phone. Sorry. No, he uh, gets a call from Heather. From the talk, we find out that she is his mistress, and uh, but is also sleeping with other men. Because she's at Poppy's house? She's, Papa's. Yeah, she's at but an older man's house. Look, you don't get to be mad if I'm sleeping with someone else if you are married. Just FYI. I'm totally with her on this. Wait, wait. Let's process <clears throat> I date multiple people. Are you people. mad your girlfriend is sleeping with somebody else? Yeah. Yes. And I, no, I'm, a, I'm with Elaine on this one. I yeah. think... <laughs> 
it's kind of hard not like, to leave. It's like, I'm going home every night to the wife. It's not like she's like, surprised I'm sleeping with someone else. It's like, no, I see other people. You know this. We've talked about this. We've, they've talked about it so much that he refers to him as that old dude. He's <laughs> a geriatric fucker or something. Yeah, so like, this is an ongoing thing. But you are married and she's not your wife with me. I can sleep with whoever I want. Yeah, I'm single. He says, We well, are not committed because you can't be. <laughs> well, he says, Look, But he wants her to be committed to him. Yeah. Yes, because he's so he committed he can't have sex so with his wife. Too. Yes. We'll get there. But yeah, there's that. That's. That's, he's, he's a special. He's terrible. Yeah, he's, terrible. <laughs> he's the worst. Stop. Well, he says, look, uh, to Heather, I want to see you. She says, well, uh, Papa's gone for the day, so you can come over here. And Francis says, look, I still have my pride. I'm not going to meet you at this old fucker's place. She goes, okay, well, then I guess you're not going to see me today. What's Francis the address? pauses, grabs a post-it. What's the address? Dad, I'm, if I was Papa, I'd be pissed about this. Oh, yeah. Look, I know you're seeing other people. I don't care because, you know, we have a thing. But you can't have sex with other people in my house. And watch his TV. <laughs> you better not watch his TV. But I'm just fellas, saying. Fellas, just, just for the fellas out there. Put it on receive, all right? If you're going to be out there getting some whatever, don't watch another dude's TV. You can't. And also be... never rub another man's rhubarb. It doesn't matter what. Well, the Joker said that, and he seemed like a logical fella. Look, you just can't fuck someone else in somebody else's house. You had a lot of money. It doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. But if you are invited somewhere to have sex with someone... And then they leave and they let you stay in their house and you invite a different person to have sex with you in that space, you're wrong. <laughs> that's that's not okay. Elaine's got some stances on these things. You can't you you never have sex in somebody else's like sex no. place? Like there are two people that can have sex in this place. You don't get to bring somebody else over because then you're wrong. Like I'm <laughs> like I'm what on her side almost this entirety of this movie. But this no, wait, is the wait, thing wait, wait, that wait. she does that's so awful. Like, no, you can't bring you know someone else Lynn's, to have sex in Papa's house. It's Papa's house. <laughs> so what, what if there's what if they're invited? What if it's like a group thing? What if you invite like all the bunch all the people over? And you have like the gangbang. Like an orgy like in an Papa's orgy. house? Oh, yeah. Papa? Papa no, has it, to be there and part of it. <laughs> so if Papa's in the gangbang, it's okay. Because it's Papa's house and he's approved. Like, do you think she called him up and has been like well, the other guy I'm fucking is jealous, so I'm going to invite him over to fucking your house. And Papa's just like, that's fine. No, I don't think that conversation happened. Papa's got a brand new bag. Whoa. All right. <laughs> Elena had so, so many we cut, thoughts about We that. cut to them naked in bed smoking. Francis is feeling very pleased with himself post-coitus. And Heather is, eh. Francis <laughs> feels challenged and asks for a comparison. Heather says, well, she faked her orgasm with him. And he says, what? He gave you an orgasm? And she goes, try Glaza. <laughs> she didn't have to fake it with Papa, and she had three. She faked it with Francis. We cut to Francis oh, and his driver, an older man named Tom, I think. Well, yeah. Maybe if Francis had more practice. Like if he was <laughs> fucking his wife. Actually, uh, not Hope, what the hell's her name? Hua here says that later in the movie. Yeah. Heather, I think. Heather, yeah. Heather, yeah. Hope says, and Heather. You need to practice. <laughs> I'm like, that's just cold-blooded right there. And he loves her. Like, he keeps having sex with this woman who's not treating him Wait very minute. well. Wait a minute. We'll get to why this is wrong later. Oh, there's many. It's a many-layered thing. <laughs> I said, oh, Tony, do you know what can of worms you opened up with John in this movie? <laughs> this, this movie's a parfait of problems. Parfait of problems. It's got layers. Meat cake. Yeah. <sighs> 
We got to Francis and his driver, an older man named Tom. He asked Tom if men his age can still, you know, do the hunka chunka. He says, yeah, my wife says I'm better now than I was in my 20s. Not the answer Francis wanted. <laughs> Mickey and Hope are walking home, and Mickey expresses concern about their apartment. Sometimes there's no, sometimes there's no electricity. Sometimes there's no hot water. On the, weekend, there's, on the weekends, there's no hot water. Uh, there's a hole in their bathroom, so he can see up into the neighbor's uh, bathroom above him. And she's like, well, what's wrong? And he goes, well, I was brushing my teeth, and I had a nice view up some other guy's boxer shorts. <laughs> and she goes, oh, that's Jim. You'll have to meet him. He's really nice. And he goes, oh, is, is he nice? Well, that's good, because if I'm going to be looking at his pecker every morning, he should be a nice guy. <laughs> I feel like he complains about this apartment quite a bit. Um, but he, his apartment. but he clearly yeah. wasn't was what living in the back of his cab with his dad on Long Island. Yeah, I like, don't understand where was he living. Like, um, why don't if, they put something over the hole? I know if I was Jim, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, the something. first time that chick saw my boxer shorts, I might have put down a piece of cardboard. <laughs> At least, I'd be like, oh hi, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if I was her, the first time I looked up and saw dangly bits. Might have put up a piece of cardboard. <laughs> At least some duct tape. Hello. <laughs> you see the old Frank and Beans up there. I would have taken, cold. you know, you get like one of those uh, picture frame inserts so that there's a face <laughs> and you tape it so the face is up in the hole so that that guy has to see this face every day. Because apparently he likes it or he would have put something over the hole. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> it was, how did that work out the first time? Oh, hey, man. I see you, neighbor. Nice dick. <laughs> I, I would have screamed. <laughs> I'm like, can we get a bathroom schedule? You're certainly not expecting that. <laughs> Good morning. I'm going to need a bathroom schedule. I'll start so throwing water at happen. you. No. no. <laughs> get well, the shower nozzle. Yeah, but like, Back up, demon. That, like, that makes me think, like, she can see up his shorts, but he can also see down there. So, like, when she gets out of the shower... I mean, no. Yeah. It's well, very problematic. Yeah. Well, she's dropping off the friends at the pool, you know. Or, like, I mean, I don't want anybody in there if I'm pooping. Like, what? like he comes in there to get some floss after eating corn on the cob and she's pooping? Like, that's upsetting. All right, let's stop before Elaine gives more examples. And then she's like, hey, throw out some toilet paper. <laughs> now that might be better. You start flossing down yeah, some toilet paper. Yeah, they never show us out. this hole. We don't know how big it is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, what? I'm out. We're talking it's like it's the size of a toilet paper roll. It might be the size of a yeah. dime. <laughs> it's, it's big enough. That's true. Well, they, <laughs> Mickey and Hope, and they're it's walking. It's the size of a dime. You just put an eyeball? Something. No, that would put, scare me half to death. No, you put a quarter <laughs> it down. Would, it would. It's the size of a dime, you get a quarter, some crazy glue, boom, done. And then it's fun because every time someone goes in your bathroom, they try to pick up the quarter and can't. <laughs> See, it's, it's fun and lots it's of twofold. <laughs> Multi-purpose. That's what I do. Oh, okay. well, Mickey has walked Hope to her work, a bar, and uh, she says, well, this is it. I work here. Mickey says, well, that's cool, but look, it looks a little chilly out, so... Maybe we can get you a coat, maybe a downy jacket, because she has some glass cutting going on. She's like, in a white, like, she crop wear top a bra. with no bra. Yeah. There's not a lot of She's, bra in this movie. They didn't have any budget for bras. She, well, she, she doesn't really it. have a lot of boobs, so it's not really necessary that she wears a bra. I mean, she but she's a bartender in a white shirt with no bra. <laughs> and I'm like, you deal with liquids around your chest area yeah, all white day. <laughs> yes, but she also works for tips. Yeah. You mean tits? No, tips. <laughs> you said, I think you her, said tits. No, she uses her tits for tips. Does that work? 
He does for me. <laughs> Inside, I we... shake him and get a tip. <laughs> when I'm playing the jazz triangle, I give a little of this. Ding. And all of a sudden, there's dollars on the floor. So, what? You unbutton your shirt lower when you're at work, but you won't do it at home? I do it when I'm at home. <laughs> you know how bad I want to reach across the table and just rip open his shirt right now because he's got those snaps on oh, there? Oh, it is snaps. <laughs> Can't help myself. There's too many beverages on the table. I know. <laughs> well, inside. It would be fun Foley work, though, for the broadcast because I could hear it. Inside, we meet Foley. Uh-huh. Inside we meet Connie, Leslie Mann. Welcome back from 17 again. Oh, God, she's terrible in everything. <laughs> terrible in everything. She was terrible in 40-year-old version. She says, um, he looks like a jackass. Or no, he looks like a jerk and will break your heart. And then she asks, uh, what do you say about moving to Paris? She says, well, I haven't told him yet. Because- you just married him, but she didn't tell him that within a couple of weeks, you may live in a different country. Yeah. Seems like important information. But, like, she's instantly assuming that he's going to be an asshole. But her friend didn't tell him that they have to move to another country. Like, I'm sorry. Well, she's a... Hope is the asshole in this situation. (laughs) Also, this character of this friend is fucking terrible. She's she's a very strange friend. Strange friend. But I'm like... She's terrible. I'm like, why wouldn't... If you started to get close to him, I feel like one of the first things you're going to tell him is... I applied to go to school in Paris, and I'll find out in the next couple of weeks whether I got in. If I did, I'm going to move to Paris. Before we get, even start dating, this may have well, an end date in three weeks. Well, but, <laughs> but the other thing about it, though, is while we are all attributing this to her, and it is a lot of her, he has to marry her on the fly at the You at don't the know that. That's what he says. Yeah. That's what she said happened. Well, she, so she said, said, might be lying. I said, I do. I'm said, we, we're not the ones getting married. We, we so then she go get. And then she read. So, I don't know. Did he mean it? I don't know. Or was it just going but, but now you've come back and you've been living together for, for I don't know, days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Hours. Could have been minutes. So the whole drive back, maybe you didn't tell him that you want to go get your, she says, PhD. Yeah. <laughs> In Paris? In Paris. Well, maybe it seems free like education. whatever you're studying that hard to get your PhD would have come up, <laughs> <laughs> which also would have would have explained why she lives in this shithole. Because I'm working a bar and paying for college. Yeah, like why is this shithole apartment such a big deal? Because I told you I'm tr- I'm in college. Yes. Anyways, I will say I have they gone are. through Leslie Mann's IMDb and she's terrible in everything. <laughs> The only thing she's not Sorry, terrible Man, in if you're listening is her voice work. She's she's never gonna listen to us back. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I'm sorry. You're just you're not picking good characters Elaine's for yourself. Just not that They're easy. all very annoying. Actually, you can do better, Leslie Mann. She's married to Judd Apatow, so a lot of the picks that she does is because her husband wrote them for her. Well, he's so then, like I guess he just picker. likes this character that she always plays. Which is a terrible person. I'm sorry your husband likes a terrible people. <laughs> I think he's trying to tell you something secretly, and you should not take this kind of criticism about your life. Well, we cut to Francis having lunch with Renee's mom, dad, and sister, like they said, Amanda Pete. He's explaining how Mickey's marriage is a joke, and it'll be over soon. Uh, P 
Pete says she wants Francis to set her up with one of his rich friends. Dad wants some insider tips. But Renee jumps in and says, that's gross. Francis has ethics. Okay, he's not some kind of dirty cheater. Yes, he is. <laughs> Dad says, well, that's greedy that he's you won't a hoe. share. For show. Dad says, You're, that's greedy that you won't share. And Mom says, that's not the only thing you won't share. And Renee oh gets pissed God. and leaves to go play tennis because she doesn't want this discussed around her family. I'm not discussing my sex life with my mom and my husband at the same time. Yeah, her mom. And her dad. And even her if yeah. her mom knew and was the one that picked Look. out her vibrator and sent it to her, she wouldn't have brought it up in front of Look, him. <laughs> I, I have no problem with someone. Like Dharma and Greg's parents. Well, <laughs> it's weird. It, it's weird. There are lots of body issues. But, like, you might. Talk to your mom about the problems in your marriage. A hundred percent. She might recommend you get a vibrator, but she shouldn't pick it out. We're back um, on that again. It's upsetting. And <laughs> you would talk to your husband about your issues, but your mom and your husband shouldn't be in the same conversation. No. Just. No. It's weird. Well, <laughs> after she walks off pissed, uh, Fran leans over to her father and says, Macrocom, I'll call you Monday. She does have an insider tip for <laughs> So Francis is heading to work, but uh, stops to. Wait, what is that saying? <laughs> I can't even read my handwriting today. Uh, <laughs> Douchebag. Uh, I don't remember what he stops to do Mickey. on the way to work. Mickey is heading, He's to, heading work. to work. I wrote Francis for some reason. I guess because we're talking about Francis. Mickey's heading to work. Um, stops to kiss Hope goodbye. And, uh, drops a dude off at work, and Heather jumps into his car for a fare. Cameron Diaz. He recognizes her immediately, but she does not. Yeah. And they play nice at first, kind of joking around with each other, but it quickly devolves into sniping at each other to where she says, well, her friends have real jobs. And so mm-hmm. she can, and he says, well, that's fine because he knows how she put herself through college. She's a call girl. Then we cut to Heather's apartment. Mickey's gone up. <laughs> Mickey is gone up to get his TV. Because <laughs> he wants his TV it's back. three years later. <laughs> And she still has that crap TV, even though she has that nice-ass apartment. I know. And I know it was the 90s, but we see this TV, and I'm like, that's not even a nice TV. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like the TV we had in the kitchen when I was a kid. This is not a nice TV. (laughs) This is a spare bedroom TV. (laughs) But really, nice TVs are probably bigger than he would be able to carry by himself. That's true. In in 96, like, and really nice TV was like the big, big screen that takes three people to get in and out the door. It was the biggest TV that he could reasonably carry around without it being weird. But um, Heather says, look, you know, you can take the TV, but I want that watch back that I bought for you because he's wearing the watch. And she says, well, no, that was a gift. And But after a few minutes, he's like, whatever. And he gives it back to her. Because he'd rather have his TV and get out of this apartment. And then she Especially because she keeps hitting on him. Yeah, and then she alludes that none of this is about the TV. This is all about, you know, missing her. But no, he says, no, I just want the TV. She's like, no, I thought you came up here to have sex with me. And he's like, no, I came to get my TV. <laughs> Which I appreciate. I currently do not have one. <laughs> First of all, I'm married. Second of all, I want my TV. <laughs> I appreciate this about this character that he's just like, I don't want any of your dirty pussy. <laughs> wow. Can you say that? The second I, I walked in that. and saw the hairy butt dude that you were sleeping with in the house when I got home from work, I did not want any more of that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and she mentions also... She didn't care up until then. No. <laughs> it's not dirty. It's not dirty because she was a call girl. It's dirty because she's a fucking cheater. Yes. <laughs> you get on the list? Write this I, down. I'm right. This is gold. I got it. 
becomes sullied. She also <laughs> she also mentions that the she's sullied hoo ha. That spoke, sounds good. Spoke to Francis. The sullied hoo ha. Yeah, the sullied hoo ha. Mm-hmm. It's like Clifford the big red dog. It's <laughs> <laughs> Gladys the big dirty hoo ha. Sounds like one of those like. You don't want like anything to do with her. She got the sullied hoo ha. Programming book: How to unsully your hoo ha. <laughs> By Martha Stewart. <laughs> So she mentions she spoke to Francis, and he says, how? And she says, well, they run the same... Sure, yeah, because it's dirty I think it sounds more like something when a Paltrow would write. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, you're so right. You mean the head and of then she's, Yes, and she's going to recommend some really strange cleansing ritual. Wow. Oh, God. Gwen Paltrow is a terrible person. Yes, she is. <laughs> she said she spoke to Francis because they run in the same circle. Like she said, he has a real job where you are the only white English speaking cab driver in New York. That's says, yeah. racist. Well, it's got to beat sucking dick for a living. And she goes, well, it depends on the dick. <laughs> Which is a great comeback. Which is a great comeback. Let's be real here. So Mick heads home. On the way, he sees Jim. Uh, <laughs> I love this part. He's walking up the stairs. He goes, hey, Jim, how are they hanging? He goes, they're hanging just fine, <laughs> Mick. Like he asks him that every time he sees him. And then uh, Hope uh, inside Hope obviously asks where this fucking TV come from. <laughs> and they get into a fight, but... She gets a little jealous. Mike kind of diffuses it a bit and it calms Hope down. Oh, I guarantee you, if I ran into uh, my ex and I brought a TV home, my wife would be very upset. Yeah, I would. But Especially with that TV nowadays. <laughs> why did you want that? <laughs> Right, well, man. Might I be a say. collector's item. <laughs> also, just buy a new one. You guys aren't broke like that. <laughs> yeah, sure, right. To, to be well. fair, if I had an ex-girlfriend, the TV would look like that. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Because when I before I got married, that's what TVs looked like. <laughs> that's true. The last time I dated someone who wasn't Elaine was right around this time. They had, they had the aluminum foil on the antennas. <laughs> so I would be busting out, look what I got! Why? I got this Nintendo I mean, back from my ex-girlfriend. Even when I was married the first time, our TV was big. It wasn't yeah. like this. It had a flat screen, but it was it yeah. was still deep, had deep. deep. Yeah. And I didn't take it when I moved out because it was too heavy. Well... <laughs> There you go. I said, I'll just buy myself one of those new ones that hangs on the wall. Wait, <laughs> we had like, one of those. And fuck your dirty TV. <laughs> well, I remember when we got a flat screen TV, because prior to that, we had one of those giant big screens that yeah. was so huge, and it like stuck out three feet from the wall, and it was four feet wide, and I tried to watch Phantoms, and the TV broke, and I'll never see that movie because it breaks TVs. The TV <laughs> with the movie Phantoms. What was what was the thing that happened with Gwen when we? I think we were here trying to watch the TV and we couldn't figure out how to turn it up because they had eight thousand remotes or something. And we were talking about it, and Gwen was here because they were out of town, and she came in the room and she was like, "Oh my god!" And she like <laughs> took the thing and turned it down for us or something. I remember that. <laughs> we were like house sitting or something while the yeah. kid and the kids were. One was still in high school or something, so we were afraid to, and Cross was still little or yeah. something. So we just had to, like, sleep here so they didn't die or have a That's party. when we went to that wedding. <laughs> when we went dying. to, um, she was like, I can't die handle you people. The hooker wedding. I had the hooker wedding. But Gwen was that like, was I cannot handle you people, hooker, who no. don't know how to work this TV. Just shut up she and let me change the channel for you. I mean, she was after they got married, because then her last name was Hooker. The big thing, the theme of the wedding was Hooker Tooker. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
Yes. I think well, they're divorced now. They, <laughs> they are. It's not funny. They are divorced but, now. Okay, so Hope calms down. Hooker took her. He didn't keep her, but he took her. <laughs> but she does ask, well, is her apartment better? And he goes, well, you know, she has electricity, and that's nice. <laughs> I mean, she's understandably jealous, which you would be a little freaked out if your husband of four days tells you he was up in his ex-fiance's apartment. Yeah. But... If he told you, he didn't do anything. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean... He had to tell you something because he found a TV in the trash. But we are... My brother gave it to me. You know, the rich guy? Yeah. I would not believe that Francis would give Mickey a TV. <laughs> if Francis got a new TV, he would. That's true. He probably would. Maybe. But... Also, we live in New York. I was driving my cab and I saw it. Said free. What is that Start thing? I've heard about it on podcasts, like the the stoop thing, where people just put shit on their stoop and then other shit. People we take did it. it when we were pulling all the, my grandmother's stuff out of the house. People would just take our the yeah. stuff that so we put out. That like, okay, works here too. Like I had a lawnmower that stopped working. And I was talking to a friend of mine at work. I'm like, I gotta get rid of this fucking this lawnmower now. It doesn't work. He goes, put it out front. I'm like, no, it'll sit there forever. He goes, it'll be gone in a day. I swear to God, I took it out, and that shit was gone before it got dark outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, yeah. I never would have thought of that. So Especially he could have just said, if he wanted to lie about it, which doesn't seem to have occurred to him, I drive a cab all day. I saw the TV. I have a huge car. It fit in the trunk. Also, <laughs> also like, he doesn't want to lie to his wife. He's a good guy. Oh, you... No one thought of that. I'm no. not saying he should have lied. I'm he just didn't. saying. Well, if we all come no, up with he's excuses. a great guy. Well, he also doesn't have anything to hide. But I he didn't do anything. No, and she's understandably she's a little freaked out by oh, this. But she gets okay. over. She's she gets over it. Like it's like it's fine because I mean she doesn't know this man yet. She's still trying to figure out and. A, sounds like she's been cheated on quite a lot in her past. They don't really talk about it, but they allude to it constantly. Wait, you refer to that as the On the Wings of Love wedding? I mean, we sang it like 15 million times on in the car on the way to that wedding. Well, Jeff Osborne's a hell of a singer. It's a great song. It I linked that song with weddings. Did we put which, it on the Yes, on the we list? did. Okay, it's one of the many songs that you You're lucky we didn't write small. I expected more, quite frankly. <laughs> I, I told you! Elaine's like, no, this is all we're putting on. I'm like, no, no, they're the people listening more. at They're listening to this garbage. <laughs> we we sent invitations out, and, on, and the invitation cards had a place for me to request for a song. So all of our friends put a song on there, except, of course, Elaine and John put 16. <laughs> I wrote around the edges of the of the little card, Which is fine, like we knew Carnage did in Venom 2. It's funny. But Tony, one of his writer friends, did not request a song. Oh, yeah, and she I was missed like, it. you need to call her. Yeah, I, forgot, I, forgot. I want her pick. I want her. Uh, I, we'll I have you out there. Quick, give us her card. Did you get any doubles yet? Anybody pick the no, same song? we haven't gotten that many back. We've only gotten like seven back, I think. Who got, who'd you get your, the first RVP card from? Was it Elaine Scamardella? No, no, it was not. Tony's writer's group were like the first They're four people. <laughs> did they mail them or just hand them back? They mailed them. They mailed them. Awesome. They're still meeting on Zoom. Fun. They haven't met in yeah. person they stopped meeting in, person. in years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now some of them really don't easy. live around here and they don't want to go back. They just meet on Zoom. <laughs> well, we cut Ooh, to... You have to put on pants for Zoom. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so we cut to Renee and Francis. They're shopping. Renee says she envies Mickey and Hope's relationship. They're so affectionate. He says, eh, waitress, cab driver, and a four-story walk-up with no electricity half the time. 
I bet they have sex all the time. All they can do is rub up on each other. <laughs> and she goes, well, does he tell you that kind of stuff? He goes, no, he's my brother, and I don't ask that kind of stuff. And it flashes to him. <laughs> it flashes to him. Be like, so how often are you guys doing what it? What kind of numbers are we talking? Five, seven times a day? But it's funny because these, co- these conversations are intercut, and you see Renee trying to query about, you know, talking about how she wishes she was having that much sex. How much sex do they have? Do they talk about it? And then you see Francis asking his brother all these questions. And because he's like, I'm not talking to you about this. I think I'd want to discuss how often I'm having sex with my siblings. Well, Re- Renee said she says she misses sex. No. No. Francis says. I think um, my sisters and I have talked about it. Well, we'll bring but, it up. But not in that context. Not not like that. Like, I'm not saying, <laughs> hey, Audra, how many times are you and Ken bow, chicka, bow, bow? Well, every day? What? Tell me true. It's just enough to know that they're happy. Like, maybe if there was some kind of weirdness and I needed advice, Audra, so this thing happened. Is this normal? But, like. Well, by the time that this episode will come out, we will have probably been either close to our trip or post trip to see your sister. So maybe they will have listened to this and she'll be like six times a day. Wow! Good for you! Ken works out a lot. He's probably got stamina. But are they both working from home? Because I just feel like <laughs> I have to spread that shit out. I don't <laughs> that just seems like a bit much for me. <sighs> Anyways. I mean, they they obviously can't have that much sex. Because, or sex that many times because when would Ken build all those Legos? <laughs> no, but there would be some chafing at some point. Yes, there would be chafing. That is a big problem with lots of sex. That is true. Well, Renee says she misses sex. Francis says, look... Everyone's like this. In the beginning, they're banging all the time, and then everything calms down. And we cut to Francis and Mick, and he goes, "That's why your back's all fucked up, right? Nonstop banging." Mick says, "You're kind of a sick degenerate, aren't you?" <laughs> Francis says to Renee, "Look, you know, sex life is fine, but uh, it just doesn't work like that all the time." She goes, "I can't remember the last time I've seen your penis." And the passerby goes, "What?" <laughs> and Francis is embarrassed. Down the street, he's like, "We can't talk about this here." <laughs> Renee suggests maybe we could do some sex tapes or or make, watch some sex tapes or lingerie or something. And he says, look, it's just a downslope. A down cycle. Yeah. It's fucking down cycle. Down cycle, that's it. What the hell? <laughs> I can't remember the last time I saw your penis. It was a really good line. <laughs> so Mickey and Hope... At this point, it was my favorite line. <laughs> Mickey and Hope are shopping at a thrift store. Mickey eases in that he's not really digging the apartment. <laughs> and Hope says... It's a ghost! <laughs> Get a picture. Of the wind. <laughs> Hope says, "Well, uh, there's a chance they might be moving to Paris in a month, so you don't have to worry about it." Mix like, oh, "Okay." Say well, what now? Thanks for letting me know this important decision. <laughs> Hope says, "Your brother said uh, you should run towards something in life, so here you go." I don't think this is the optimal time to bring this up, but thank God she finally broke the news. Yes. Later, Francis is shopping with Heather. Um, she waits any longer. Like, why are you packing? Oh, we're moving. <laughs> She's pulling out little sheer tops, asking if this is something his life, his wife would like to wear, because she's he's told her about all that, and he says that's not funny, and they need to sort out their relationship. And Heather asks why, and he says because he doesn't want her sleeping with that old man anymore, and she replies with, well, how do you think I feel about you're going home and fucking your night your wife all the time? And he says that's different because we haven't had sex in months, and he goes, well, that's not good because clearly you need more practice. <laughs> Which I like this. That where was she's cold like, that was cold. Where she's like, why aren't... Like, really, she's like, why aren't you having sex with your wife? 
Because she's not thinking, I'm going to end up with this man. She's thinking, whatever. She wants to have sex with you. We're having We're sex. We're having a fun relationship. Yeah. I have many fun relationships. I'm just... She's down with love. <laughs> she's having it a la carte. She's having sex a la carte. <laughs> So she's just like, why Why wouldn't you be having sex with your wife? Of course you're having sex with your wife. I'm having sex with other people. You're having sex with your wife. And then we come together periodically and have sex together. And then she's and maybe you should have sex with your wife so that our sex wasn't so terrible, which is like a sick burn. Practice some new moves on her. And once you get them better. <laughs> well, Francis goes to talk to his dad about all this. And his dad says, look, get a divorce. Mm-hmm. And Francis says, I'm scared and to do that. And he says, well... You can't just not have sex with your wife, ever. Francis says, I can't. I'm in love with Heather. And Dad says, so let me get this straight. You don't want to cheat on your girlfriend with your wife? That's also a good one. He says, I need to check with your mother. You can't have come from my DNA. (laughs) Francis says, look, you think Mom will be pissed? He says, oh, yeah. She's already at the church praying for your brother's marriage every day. She says, "Uh, I spend way too much time on the boat. Um... Soon, soon she's she's doing. <laughs> if my wife was at the church, let me put some air quotes here, at the church every day, then she doesn't get to complain that I'm on my boat. <laughs> well, he says, soon I'm going to have to be making my own breakfast. Francis says, in the end, he's doing this for Renee's benefit. Dad says, oh, good, she'll be, she'll be thrilled. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey has taken Hope to work with him. Uh, they pick up a couple on their anniversary, and Hope gets Mickey to drive them for free. Afterwards, Mick says, you know, remind me not to bring you to work anymore, because I just lost 12 bucks. And she says, it was romantic, though. He says, romance is fine, but I need to make the mon- I need to make money to pay the rent. She said, I'd rather sleep in this cab than let anything get in the way of our love. And Mickey says, okay, you're right. I know a place that we can go test this uh, back in the cab theory. And then we see the cab... Uh, rocking. That cop, cab was rocking and some lady was walking yeah. her dog and was like, oh my God. <laughs> she would said, oh my. Um, Francis is hanging so out. So you're walking by and you see the cab rocking. You peek in? Yeah. Yeah. Just to make sure it's not like a rape or a kid being abducted or something weird. My weird. God, Tony's mind goes to scary places. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't care about seeing other people fuck. But I do care about like someone I was getting thinking, sexually assaulted. Or I was thinking, thinking I would just walk by and mind my own business. <laughs> I, just go, okay, I, I was thinking I definitely wouldn't look. But then Tony Tony's said, over there. Hey, everybody all right? But then Tony's like, hey, but you what good? if somebody's getting raped? And right. now I'm like, well, I definitely have to look at every rocking cab from now on. Because what if somebody is getting Ray. Unfortunately, and we don't Tony have to get does into this, write but I've horror seen movies, or horror my share of rapes. Stories. You've seen them? I've seen I'm them sorry, what? Unfortunately, I've seen, and actually me and Vic even stopped a rape before. Well, I hope if you've seen multiple rapes, you stopped multiple rapes. <laughs> well, some, I, won, I was a, won a little kid with one, and another one I was not available, couldn't get to them. And the other okay. one was at a, almost at kind of like a ride at the ocean front. This girl almost got raped, and me and Vic pulled her in the thing and locked this whole thing. Well, thank God for you and Vic, America's hero. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know. But, I look but I'm just saying, kind of if you have witnessed multiple, I hope you have rescued multiple, but I understand yeah. if you were a child and could drink. Mm-hmm. But either way. So always, all right, so friends, put it on the seat. You see the, the cab are rocking, you walk over, everybody all right? <laughs> Everybody consenting? Is this fucking or a rape? Is everybody all right with what's going on? You're good? All right, thank you. Have carry a good on. <laughs> and then you have to finish with carry good, on. Good form. Good form, Chet. 
Good form check. Quality dismount. <laughs> Put that thing away, sir. All right. Is this a child abduction? Put oh, your sword in the sheath, ma'am. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. Well, it's funny, but now, <laughs> literally, I would check now. Whereas before, I would ignore. You're because old. you were you were lady with the dog, but now you're like, hey, that that could be that could be all right. So now yeah. I gotta check. Somebody's knocking on windows. You're right. Are you consenting? Just say watermelon if you need help. <laughs> you don't yell that to somebody. <laughs> say watermelon. At that point, just say anything. <laughs> Boy, what a mood killer. Are you being raped? <laughs> I know. I'm done. No, this is was consensual until no, you I'm got here. No, I'm talking the dude. Could be the dude. Anyway, Francis is hanging out I read out one of those listicles home. where it was... Listicles? Yeah, you know those articles on okay. um, the internet. They're just yeah. a bunch of lists. I didn't know they were called listicles. Li- they're called listicles because they're not really an article. They're just a... A yeah. list of things. Okay. Is it but, the more you have to hit next on the? I hate it. I never do. Um, but I was reading. Next, I stopped doing. Exactly. It. I'm like, no, fuck so off. I, I'm up late at night, so I read things that I shouldn't. I have no business Fair. reading. But it was a listicle about bartenders. The question was, have you ever rescued a man in a bar such, from being roofied? And I read it, and apparently, apparently, dudes are out there raping other dudes constantly, and it's really depressing. And I thought I needed to share that, and I don't know why. <laughs> Had to get it off my chest. And also, women do real bad things to men, too. Yes, there was a couple of women, but the majority of the ones on the listicle were um, gay dudes raping straight dudes. Wow. Mm. <laughs> because they're still dudes. Yep. Which is really depressing. Mm. Well, you think for... because they're gay, they can't be assholes? No, I just... It's real depressing. There were, some cra- there were a couple of crazy I... ladies, but mostly it was gay dudes taking their straight dudes out for drinks and slipping them something terrible. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because gay dudes could be assholes like everybody else. I know. I just thought it was just terrible. Just because you're part of the LGBTQ. No, I didn't. Doesn't mean that you has nothing to do with anything. I just was surprised by. Don't think about it. Didn't didn't dawn on you. You just don't really think about it. Well, Francis is hanging out at home right. with Renee. I'll take and some stories sometimes. Her sister come I don't in. Want to hear them. You probably don't, but they're. I read a listicle and I'm scarred for life, and now I'm scarred <laughs> the whole podcast listening community. No, I've got some good stories. They're, just, they're, I, like, Ooh. they're not good stories. Well, they're stories. They're terrifying. They are stories. Yeah. Maybe you should tell Tony his nightmare fuel right there. No, I not not the pig I, I would have picked. In a jail. <laughs> but um, there. I watched that the other day. It's great. What's that? Good gentleman. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, it's really good. I just got Vic to watch it not too long ago. And he loved it. He did. Because it's great. They're talking to Easily Guy Ritchie's best. Go back and listen to our episode and let's let Tony talk. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's not that long. It's a Tony episode and this is longer than it's ever supposed to be. They're talking about Renee's old boyfriend. He's getting a divorce. And Francis is like, what'd you say? Divorce, huh? Now he's paying attention. Renee's sister says that his wife was banging her dentist. Francis says, uh, you're talking about the fat computer geek? Yeah. Renee defends him saying, but Francis and her sister razz him about it razz her about it until she basically wants to leave the room Renee's sister says well I got his number she's like no you can't date him he's my ex-boyfriend there's a code there's a code between <laughs> then we got yeah, no sex with the bro's ex that, that checks out <laughs> cut to Mick and Hope they're walking and uh, she says her friend Connie thinks that you're a jerk and by not agreeing to go to Paris yet and he says well you haven't been accepted yet 
she also says that she she also thinks you're weird because she told him about all the f- fishing trips that your dad goes on and your mom's not allowed on the boat. Mike says, look, it's just how he, how he is about stuff. No women are allowed on the boat. It's his man cave. <laughs> At Heather's house... Um, it's his man boat? Yes. It's a mobile man cave. <laughs> also referred to as a boat. <laughs> Heather's house, we're past Mattress Mambo. Heather gives Francis a gift. The watch. Specifically... Mixed old watch. And you're like, really? And you look what kind up. of evil bitch is this? All right. She knew. Yeah. Oh, she There's, knew they would figure she, it out. She was doing this just to fuck with them. And <laughs> what kind of fucked up dude is Francis? Now, Francis has seen Mick, what, multiple times a week for the last oh, if not however times many a day, yeah. Uh, since he's got this watch. They're going fishing trips right? together. And Francis has got to be the kind of guy that looks at a watch. He's, yeah. He he probably was like, ooh, that's not, when he first got it, he, it Mick he, probably was like, look at this watch she gave he me. He had to have known what kind of watch that was. Yeah. He knows that this is his brother's ex-fiance. Like, it's not I, like they don't realize it's the same chick. And from what I got from this, the movie, it's an expensive watch. It's not like a $100, $200 no. watch. It's like an expensive watch because she they never bought say. it for him. But the fact that they make any kind yeah. of deal about it, it's not I assume it's, it's got to be... You assume that <laughs> it's probably, yeah. I mean, maybe a, ro- it's a maybe. swatch I got for it. forty dollars. <laughs> I assume it's something in league with like maybe a lower end Omega or a Hamilton or something like right. that. Oh, Hamilton, good proper watch. <laughs> but, or a Grand Seiko. That's not right. But either way, it's she's got a little bit of money. Just don't buy a She bought him a nice watch. He obviously wears it all the time. Her brother, his brother, should have picked up that her his poor brother didn't have the yeah. cheap watch. You know what I mean? And your brother wears this all out. the time. You would, you've seen it so many times. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little. And yeah. I just feel like Francis is the kind of guy that would notice that. Then again, the, Francis is kind of narcissistic and in his own world. Yes. He, all he cares about is why he wasn't his best best man. At the wedding. <laughs> so maybe he did miss it because they're they all are kind of a little dumb. <laughs> but it's whatever. I mean, he's obviously in competition with his brother yeah. because his dad gets along better with his brother. And so he's got to be more successful and better than his brother just to kind of... So, I don't know, so his dad's proud of him? That's kind of how I read it. Mm-hmm. That he's jealous of his brother's relationship with his dad. He has daddy issues. Yeah, because his dad refers to him as a girl. <laughs> Your sister Francis. That is kind of fucked up. <laughs> I'm just saying. Dad's out there, listen. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> but uh, while he loves the watch, he does wonder where is her TV you look like the daughter I was wanted. Sorry. She tells him, Mick came and got it. Francis and this is when he should realize out. 100% that that's Mickey's watch. Yeah. He needs to take another look at that watch. Because Mick was in the apartment, Mick got the TV back, and now all of a sudden there's this watch. Yeah. You got to look at that watch. And he freaks out, and he knows that they have sex. We cut to Fran immediately going to see Mick. He's disgusted by Mick's apartment, but then he spots the TV and brings it up. Mick says, oh, uh... You know, went by to pick it up at Heather's. She got in my cab, and you know. I was like, and I drove her home, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna get my TV while I'm here. Yeah. Well, Fran starts in immediately with the sex accusations, and Mick's taken aback. What? Because I'm not a piece of shit. That cheats on his wife. It's kind of, it's kind of playful a little bit, but then Fran starts to dig on him a lot, and Mick finally tells him uh, he's being a weird dick and to get the fuck out of his apartment. And by the way, don't hurry back. Fran gets really hurt by this, despite all of it, and then kind of breaks down and apologizes. 
and he says, uh, he shifts gears a little bit and he says he feels guilty about everything. And, uh, but I shouldn't, right? And Mick says, no, no, you, sh you shouldn't feel guilty about that. You should feel bad about fucking another woman for six months. Mm -hmm. And at this point, Mickey does not know that it's Heather. No. no, we know. Yeah. He knows that his brother's been having an affair, but he does not know with He whom. knows his brother's a dipshit piece of shit. <laughs> he does But say, not to the level. I'm, yeah. I how like bad this. he is. I like how Franny's like, did you have sex with her? And he's like, no, I'm not the kind of piece of shit that cheats on his wife. Meanwhile, he's talking to, he just called his brother a piece of shit who cheats on his wife. Yeah, I would do that. Like, <laughs> there's some, some not so subtle, you know, digs on Francis in this conversation too. So. Well, Francis deserves it and fuck Francis. It might look like Francis. <laughs> I mean. Well, Fran jumps in his limo. He seeks Tom, his driver's sage advice. If you had a brother, would you date his ex? No, sir. Only the lowest of the low. A real scumbag would date a brother's ex. Can we like talk about here? how great this driver is? <laughs> There's a code between siblings, you know. And he's like, I didn't know that. Tom, I mean. Good thing I only have a sister. <laughs> um, at the bar Hope works at, Mick is talking with Colleen. Colin, Colleen. 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 Um, Hope got her acceptance letter. So Nick, uh, Mick needs to go with her, is what Colleen is saying. Yeah, but she couldn't even be bothered to tell Mickey she got her acceptance letter. She should, like, she's oh, hiding things from him. I know no, she showed no, it to me. Oh, I thought he didn't. I'm sorry, I missed but, that. Uh, <laughs> she says that she has feelings for Hope, and uh, Mick snatched her away from her, so she better treat her right. And maybe S. someday share her with her. Yeah. yeah I don't understand the point it's of this. It's a very strange friendship. It is a very strange relationship. It's I don't never been consummated, we learned. I don't understand the, like, I could see her saying. I feel saying, like she wants to, though. This is the thing about. Colleen wants to. This is a weird Colleen conversation. I feel like this should have been earlier, and she should have been testing him to see if he's the kind of guy that would be interested in having sex with Hope's friend. But more, like, I feel like that should have been what this is. But that's not what this is. No, this is just some. You you go into it thinking that, but you can tell by the end of the conversation that Colleen does love Hope or whatever she thinks. Yeah, is is really into Hope, so she might take Hope however she can get it, and then Hope comes over and she is testing him to see what he would say. And of course, he's a guy, so he's like, "Well, you know, you know." Da, da, da. But I'm married, so I wouldn't, you know. And he's like, "Good yeah, answer." She's yeah. like, "He's like, I'm not going to share my wife with anybody." Yeah. Before I was married, if I had a situation where maybe I could have a threesome, I'd be like, "He All says, right. I, I hear that's big in France, you know, menage a trois." And she goes, "Don't get too sweet. Don't get too smart, funny man." But uh, she goes, "Are you going with me? Are you going to go with me, or what?" And he goes, "Well, yeah, I have to." So, Mick and Fran are walking and talking. Mick says he's having trouble. Uh, he's having trouble with this moving to Paris thing, and also seeing Heather shook him up. And Fran says, "See, I knew you banged her." He's like, "No, I did not." <laughs> but it does remind him of the last time he really cared about somebody and how horribly wrong it went. And now he's with this person he barely knows, and now I have to move to another country. It's. it's like I'm like, and who said it's a bang? lot to take. I'm like, you, you, <coughs> I said you a bang, might not even bang, have a passport. Bangity bang. I said a bang, bang, bangity bang. <laughs> Heather invites Mick to a diner. He goes. She apologizes for the other day and for everything. He says, okay. Well, then he apologizes too. That, you know, all he said and that he basically said she's a whore. 
she hints that, well, she may want to rekindle something with him if he's up for it. He says, no, I'm married. Thank you. And then leaves. Thank you for the offer, but no. Renee is having <clears throat> lunch at the beach again with her family, and they all want to talk about her sex life, but she does not, understandably. Weird family. Yeah. This, her, yeah, and this is when her family someone has starts to get saying, really fast. Yeah. maybe he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> so Renee says, look, my husband's not a homosexual. Dad says, yeah, but he's always been under suspicion. I mean... Uh, Which I thought was so funny. That was, he's like, no, but he's under suspicion. What? What does that even mean? They're like, because Dad's like, you're right, he's not a homosexual, but he's definitely under suspicion. Wait, no? What, what makes somebody under suspicion? Cologne. Cologne. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently, babe, you're under suspicion. I got a bunch of cologne. At least back in the 90s. <laughs> I wore cologne in the 90s. I dated guys who wore cologne in the 90s. I know. 90s. Well, maybe if you were the Everybody appropriate level of cologne, <laughs> then you were under suspicion. Yeah, because they all wore came out. Because they all wore too much, yeah. Like, if you could, if they layered so much cool water on them that cool they... Cool water. That, I forgot. That they walked to you and it was like a wave of stench. I mean, then they were definitely well, he straight. wears cologne. But if he wears the appropriate amount of cologne, maybe he's gay. Well, Dad I says... I don't know. I don't... I mean... So I think it's funny. Someone says, well, you know, you're suspect because X, Y, Z, like, yeah, I mean, you're safe. During the grunge era, if you were clean, it was... It did stick out. It didn't make you suspicious. But it did make you stick out. <laughs> you didn't wear flannel every day. Well, he's a suspect. Well, Dad says, look, get some Victoria's Secret, put it on for him. And if he still says no, then that's that. Then you'll know. He's gay. We cut, we cut to Francis in bed with a huge laptop. And Renee comes in wearing a very sheer nighty. It's pretty. She kind of it presents herself. It's, it's not less sexy than pretty. It's not <laughs> sexy. It's pretty. She kind of presents herself to him a little bit quietly. He does a quick glance and then goes right back to work on his laptop. Renee is devastated, runs to the bathroom door, slams brush it shut. Teeth. And then we hear some humming. Her electric toothbrush. Um, but, I have a question. Yep. So if your wife always comes to bed in the same, I don't know, college t-shirt and sweat socks... And then she comes to bed in a pretty nighty. That that's instantly you know she wants to have sex, right? Yeah. Yes. That that that's a hundred percent a green flag. <laughs> yeah, but he's so checked out. Yeah, no, he's with never going to have she's sex been with her. She's giving him green care. flag. She's leaving yes. him all over the house. But I just want to confirm. She flat out asks him to have sex with her. But in the but it's in, the best way. If you really want to have sex with your man, say I'd like to have sex. Yes, it it is the best way because he'll have sex fine. with Stamp you right in your college t-shirts and, and your sweat socks, and he won't even make you take your sweat socks off. If you've been married a long time. I'm just saying. These are facts. I'm just saying. It's cold out. It is cold out. There's a breeze. Can't keep your shirt on, though, because then you look like Winnie the Pooh. This is weird. Yeah, who gets dressed like that? <laughs> he cuts. That's it. What? It's the ruins all over again. That'll never oh. die in our house. We cut to Renee and her sister. And uh, Renee tells her sister, oh, I look damn good in that, too. And her sister says, he's queer. Tell his dad. <laughs> said, no, he said, talk to his dad. dad. He'll definitely know. If I suspect my husband is gay, <laughs> don't think the person I'm talking to is his dad. Especially not this Although, dad, who already oh, calls yeah. him a girl. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know... It's you, this dad. You talk about the brother. The brother, not the dad. I feel like the dad is not in in the nineties, you don't oh, go yeah. to the dad, you go to the mom or the brother. Yeah. But why does he we have to be? We never see this mom, by the way. He's oh. just not into you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Do you know mm-hmm. why? This is one of those things. It's going to make her feel better. Which... You could feel good about yourself if he's gay. Which... Because that's not your fault. All these conversations she has with Francis, and she never does say, do you want a divorce? Are you seeing someone else? Do you want a divorce? Are you seeing someone else? I'm sorry if we haven't had sex in three months. I'm asking you if and you're I've seeing been someone else. Practically begging you for it on the daily, and you refuse. Like, and yes. call it a down cycle, and you won't go to the doctor because maybe you have low T or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to completely dismiss the down cycle because things happen. You get sick. You get busy. You're tired. Like things do happen, but it doesn't last this long. Yeah. Well, we cut to. Are we in your way, dog? Jesus Christ! Apparently, Apparently. he keeps going under the table. Go, go, go. <laughs> we cut to uh, Dad. No, he's good there. Uh, his dad asking Francis. He says, "No, I'm in love with another woman." Dad says, "If you are gay, it's fine. I'll still love you." We cut to Dad and Mick. Mick says, "If you was gay, he'd tell me." But Dad says, "But he wears cologne." <laughs> cut to Mick and Fran. <laughs> Mick, you've always been a bit prissy, and you wear that cologne. And he says, if that makes me gay? He goes, no, no, I'm just saying, if you had to tell me, it'd be fine. And he goes, oh, you're my brother, and I'd always love you, sweet boy. <laughs> we cut to Fran and Renee. Uh, Fran says, it's just a downslope. They have to get over it. Um, and uh, he's get... pissed because she went to his, his dad about, is he gay? So he he goes, funny. I can't be gay. Look at all this maleness. <laughs> so I'm watching this, and I'm thinking about how... Well, I know it wasn't a thing back then, but nowadays people who are gay talk about how hard it is. It's how hard it is for them. How hard is it for them? And I'm watching this movie going, no, it was hard for them. <laughs> if you were gay in the 90s, that was hard. Gay now But easy. even like his family is like, look, and I appreciate this about this movie because, because this is how it actually. Are you gay, Missy? <laughs> but Or Prissy. Prissy. Yeah. This is the thing, though. I like this portrayal, too, because the dad's like, you know what? If you are gay, it's okay. Just tell us. We'll still love you. And this is how most people react to this news. Not everybody. No, but most some, people. Some a-holes. But most people are like, hey, I'm gay. Cool. That's how that goes. Like, and if you were to tell them, hey, I'm, I'm straight. All right, cool. I don't care. Well, like, like I say, we cut to Fran and Renee. Fran says, look, it's just a downslope. I'm not you gay. you get better Christmas presents if you're gay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not gay. Look at all this maleness. And she Which goes, is- well, I want to have sex. And he goes, look, we're in a down... She goes, if you tell me about this downslip again, I'm going to cut your maleness off. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, okay, fine, look. And they finally have it. I goes, look, I'm in love with someone else, and I want a divorce. And she's like, who is he? <laughs> she's like, who is he? <laughs> it's a woman, a beautiful woman. Uh, what goes, does I'm that a beautiful, make me? intelligent, sophisticated woman. And he goes, well, then what does that make me? And then she leaves. This is heartbreaking. Yeah. I felt bad for Rachel. Yeah. Renee. Her name is Renee. No, it's not. <laughs> it's Renachel. No, no. Hope they weren't even on a break. <laughs> <laughs> Hope and Mick are walking and talking. She says... You feeling all right there, sleepy boy? She says, look, your dad doesn't like me. Um, and he says, that's not true. But then we cut to a thing. I don't like her. <laughs> And she goes. It's uh, another time when we're seeing these two conversations. They keep doing these cuts back and forth. She goes. Um, he get he got upset when I said I I didn't talk to my parents that much. He goes, no, he doesn't care. He doesn't talk to his dad ever. He hated his dad. And she goes, he she, and he says she doesn't talk to her parents. That's fucking weird. I hated my dad. He was a son of a bitch. But I was there every day for him until the day he died. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, uh, did you get her pregnant? Is she illegal? He goes, Your brother funny. and I think she's from one of the islands. 
Well, she goes, she's from Vermont. She goes, no, your brother and I think she's from the islands. He goes, maybe Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mick and Hope go to the hardware store to pick up a drill for his dad. See, this is a birthday. conversation that actually happens with people. Yeah. <laughs> this is real good writing. Not like they get nowadays. Yeah. Um, for his dad's birthday, so they're going to get Now we get, drill. that's America's ass. <laughs> and Mr. Yeah, DeLuca. That's a great line, though. <laughs> Mr. DeLuca works. He runs the hardware store. He says, uh, Mick's mom is so beautiful. Say, how do you mother? And he's like, well, okay. And then, yeah, it's a little weird. And he buys his dad a drill and puts it on his dad's account. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. This, this guy, this actor, there was a deli where I grew up. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, it's the same fucking guy. Maybe. <laughs> he's in New York. Looks like him, talks like him. Sometimes movies just grab people, especially low budget movies. Like, hey, man, you want to be in this movie? Sure. Yeah, okay. that was. Maybe maybe it was this dude's brother. I don't know, but I swear they talk the same. They look the same. You just had some crazy flashback while watching. I was like, "Holy shit, Andrea's deli." Yeah. <laughs> Andrea was the wife, but that was the guy that worked there. His name was Vincent. Actually, it was Vincenzo, but everybody called him Vincent. We cut to Dad's house. It's his that birthday, and Mom is peeling off in the car. She's pissed because Fran is getting a divorce. Dad is furious because he ruined his birthday. And now she's going to be at church full-time. Fran says, to hell with church. Uh, who cares? He's like, you don't even believe in God. He's like, that doesn't mean I'm not a good Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you don't bash the church in this house. Exactly. Oh. This is well. So Dad goes but outside. But really, in right in the middle of Dad's birthday dinner, it's not the yeah. time yeah. to drop not the divorce. Time. No. Nor should any of them be surprised because... But- Francis We've is. known this is coming for a while. He's cheating on his wife, and they all know it. I also love yeah. the fact that you never see the mother. And no. he, not, yeah, it's weird. Like, I'm sure it was Eddie Burns driving away in that car. Yeah. <laughs> and it probably was like, hey, we can save a lot Renee? of money. We because don't I'm sure have nobody had told the mom yet. <laughs> I'm sure she was just like, hey, where's Renee? Why didn't you bring her to your dad's birthday dinner? <laughs> yeah, probably. She's your wife. And then he's like, actually, I've been cheating on her. <laughs> but he's narcissistic and blind. He doesn't care about anything except his own shit. Dad goes outside for some air. Hope follows him. They talk. He apologizes. He apologizes to Hope for all that drama. Then he asks her all these questions: What island are you from? Are you pregnant? Are you an American citizen? Last time I checked. Um, inside, Mickey notices Francis' watch finally and questions him and accuses him. Finally, Francis comes comes clean and they have it out in front of Hope and their dad. The woman Mick, he has fallen in love with is Heather, your ex-fiance who cheated on you. Mick says, but Heather's a whore. And Frank says, Mick is a loser cab driver that can't afford a TV. Finally, Dad comes in and breaks it all up. <laughs> says, look, all right. we're going to settle this like we did when you were little, when you were teens. Dad gets boxing gloves out, puts them, in doc- puts them on them, and they go outside. Does the dad know that Mickey's or that Francis's girlfriend is Heather before this conversation. Not yet. I don't think so. No, he came know. in so I'm about to go to blows. Yeah. This is one outside. of those movies where if someone's yelling in the next room, you can't hear for some reason. <laughs> but it's just a movie. So they go outside and they're gonna box. And he says, "Look, no kicking, no punching below the belt." And, and Francis, Francis, no biting. No biting. biting. Francis is hyped because for 25 fucking years he's been waiting to beat uh, Mick's ass. He's bigger now. He's tougher. He's stronger. Hope he is says, like, you're ready to be humiliated in front of your new happening? wife. She's too, She's too mad about this, by the way. <laughs> like, yes, this is ridiculous, but she's like furious that they're in a fight a pit, and also furious that they're in a fight over his ex-fiance. But if... <laughs> Like, <laughs> if John told me 
that his sister was marrying his ex fiance and now they're going to get in a fight about it, I'd be like, right. well, you're ridiculous, but I wouldn't be <laughs> mad. Like, it's fucked up that... You want like, to see me the boxing my sister? The ex-fiance thing's fucked up. The, that your brother's dating your ex-fiance, that's fucked up. I would understand why you would be upset about that. Well, and, and Hope is not. She thinks that he still wants to fuck his ex-fiance. And boxing in the yard with gloves to get the aggression out is better than them getting into a fight in the yeah. kitchen with bare knuckles and appliances and, and glass shit. Yeah. everywhere and yeah. knives. And apparently they've done this since they were little and it works, so fuck it. Yeah. It's their family. But he basically calls him out, says he's... he's I would have, wish I would have thought of this with my kids. Yeah. And he says, you're an ugly... He's like, what are you doing with the kids while they're outside boxing? He says, you're going to get embarrassed in front of your new wife and your father. You're an ugly bitch, and I pity you. And Mick hits him one time, bam, drops him. <laughs> and then his dad's like, you always seem to have a good right. <laughs> the drive home between Hope It's and all Mick. over, Francis. Get up. Hope and Mick is uh, understandably quiet. <laughs> she, still, she still thinks something is going on. Fran goes to see Heather. She says, uh, "She says, what happened?" He says, "You got in a fight." And he says, "Oh, did he drop you with one punch?" He goes, "It was a cheap shot." Mm-hmm. Fran says, uh, "Got Heather an engagement ring." Heather says, "Ooh, you're still married." <laughs> and she says, "Well, can I have time to think about it?" Which is always a good sign. <laughs> Will you marry me? Uh, Maybe. <laughs> Which means I gotta check my options. Dad says that he does. I think she's allowed to take the ring back at that point. Like, will you marry me? She goes, "Eh," like, no, give me that. Yeah. Well, when you're ready, I'll give this to you again. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Like, no, no, one and done. I mean, it is kind of sudden. They, I'm not even officially committed yet. We don't know. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of other people, and I had not considered the fact that I might ever marry you. So I can't take this. I need to think about this. Yeah. She she might actually like one of the other guys better. Yeah, he's trying to oh. trap her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because uh, Papa, he, he's a slinger. Mm-hmm. He's got a brand new bag. Mm-hmm. He's got an old bag, and it works just fine. He had a name in high school. It was Coke Can. He's got those old balls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen called me an old man earlier. Oh. Oh, well. You She's were done get talking fight. about old balls. Fuck you. She called me old. <laughs> Yeah, but when 20 Stop it. Kids... I don't want to talk about it. So Dad says he sides with Hope. He says, uh, Mickey, he didn't have to be so angry at his little brother. And Mickey says, it's all about Fran and him and his competition. He always is competing with me. And Dad says, whoa, 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 slow down. You put on the gloves too. And competition takes two people to be in the competition. And then he tells a story about when they were kids... They were playing baseball against each other, and Fran basically had all the bases, you know, all the bases were loaded or whatever, and he was, Fran was pitching, and Mick could, all he had to do was not hit the ball. Fran would have won the whole game and been the big hero, but no, Mickey hit it out of the park. He goes, so, it isn't always about Fran. So you're an asshole, too. too. This is a, I mean, he's a good dad, through the, the whole thing. Gives quality advice, and he supports his children, even when they're cheating on his wife. <laughs> so Mick goes to meet Hope. I would support my son. I would give him a very stern talking to. <laughs> We'd put the gloves on go outside. <laughs> Mick goes to meet Hope. He apologizes for his behavior. Hope accepts, but thinks that, you know, maybe this whole marriage thing was too fast and isn't going to work. And she has to leave for Paris soon. She Mick, thinks she's going to go alone. Mick leaves. Colleen asks Hope, did he... What did he say? And she says, not much. 
Well, did he fight for you? Not really. Are you still going to go? Yeah. Mick goes to see Fran. They sit and talk. Mick wants to know more about why did he pick Heather. He goes, we aren't in this competition that you want to be in. Um, what made you pick Heather? But then Heather appears, tells Mick that they're engaged. Mick says, well, that's great. Congratulations. And Heather leaves. Mick says... She doesn't leave the house. She just goes she just into, into another room. room. <laughs> like, I feel like this is where Francis should say, I need to have this talk with my brother. You should... Fuck off. <laughs> you should just let us talk. No, the word you're looking for were fuck off. Yeah, but he shouldn't tell her to fuck off because he does love this woman, but he should tell his brother, look, I just ran into her, we started talking, and I realized nope. I love this person. Fuck off would be, would be sufficient. But I would like to talk to my brother. Fuck but off. She, I told Tony, I'm like, I feel like... She interjects herself into say, their conversation Tony, and off. makes it worse. <laughs> All right, fine. Going to be nice? Piss off. Like, in Piss the, off, when he, find, when he off, sees the watch, and I'm like, I don't know... Because he doesn't want Heather. But I feel like, I don't know if I would be, I would just be like, why did you hide this from me? The set, the first time you came across her and like you had to work on a project together. We see each other all the time and be like, man, at work, they made me work with Heather. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I, 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 you know, her. like if he had dropped hints that he kept repeatedly seeing her and running into her because they keep saying, well, we work together. We work with the same people. We work together. Then why keep this whole thing a secret? <laughs> and, I, and, I had a, and I told her, I had a couple of friends do a semi-similar thing to this. And I'm always, I was always with them. I'm like, I don't give a shit about her. I give a shit that you hid it from me. <laughs> because you hid it because you knew it was wrong. Because right. you knew it was wrong. That's what I care about. Because no sex about with this, a bro's ex. I'm going to talk about this chick. I care that you yeah. did this and hid it. If you had told me, I don't care. Because it's, hey, you know what? This I'm, woman... I'm thinking about dating Heather. I want right. to make sure you're okay with it. Because, or even if you're not okay with it, I feel like I need to tell you that I'm going to date this woman. Yeah, and that, you oh, need I'm to know. I'm not okay with it. All right, well, I'm going to date her anyway, but now at least you know. Because the other side of it is is now, like I was telling Carly, now he has to eat Christmas dinner across from her, and she's done all this terrible shit. And all of a sudden, he's going to see that hairy ass every time he's like, <laughs> hairy ass past the bench. And then, she, and then if she fucks him over... When, now she really when is the fucking fuck Well, when she fucks well, him Well, we know she's going to fuck him over because... This girl I ran into to get a T... Look, I went to get my TV back. She tried to fuck me. She was fucking you at the time. <laughs> she called me True. to apologize about I'm how we broke up and asked me to have sex with her again. This was two weeks ago when yeah. you guys were fucking. Yeah. So yeah. you need to know that she's... She's not all in like you she's are. She's not. Well, it doesn't even necessarily make her a hoe. But she's no, no, she not was, committed she, to you. No, she got paid to have sex. That makes her a hoe. For sure. There's nothing wrong with that. No, but that makes you a hoe. That's what you call somebody who gets paid to have sex. Okay. That's not, there's nothing wrong with that. She get paid to have sex. Well, <laughs> even if she does, there's nothing wrong with that if you're aware of it. It's fine. But you need to be aware that you're dating my ex who is actively trying to have sex with me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what he should have she told him. Not that she was... That she a was hope. previously a, a hooker. Yeah. She's a terrible person, not because she used to be a sex worker or maybe even now is a sex worker. She's a terrible person because she seems to be actively trying to destroy this family. So, friends, and she's friends, not what we're committed saying is, to you in the on, same way this. that you're committed to her, and you ruined your whole marriage for this woman who doesn't have that same level of feelings for friends, you. Friends, what we're saying here is that sex workers are could be are good people. We're saying this particular woman is a piece of shit. <laughs> there you go. But sex workers are fine. Good people. I don't even think 
think she's but a piece se- of shit. You know, I think don't get it confused. We're not saying that all sex workers are bad people. We're saying that Heather. Is bad people. I'm not even saying Heather is bad people. Oh, I am. 100%. She gave the watch of her ex to the girl, to the guy she's currently fucking, knowing they're brothers. She's a terrible piece of shit. I don't think she's a terrible person. She's clearly living a lifestyle. I think Francis is a terrible person. Francis is a terrible person. And I think he's... 100%. But I think he's choosing someone who doesn't feel the same way about him, and there's all these signs that she doesn't feel the same way about him. Because she's a terrible person. It doesn't think, make her terrible. It just she, makes her not committed. No, no. Give but then the she's very open about her relationship. I have sex with other people. I do all these things. She's not hiding this shit. She's out there. The Maybe watch. it makes her not the kind of person I would want to date, but that doesn't mean she's terrible. You got the but, watch. You got the hairy ass guy. She's a terrible person. But she does come in the room terrible and person. say, we're engaged. Yes. Terrible person. She's not a great so, person, but she's she not terrible. She did accept the ring, even yes. though she is not committed. <laughs> I don't well, know. She heard her ex is, is married. She's like, let's bang. She didn't I don't do want to bang you. I'm married. Stuff. Let's bang. Terrible person. She didn't do any of this stuff so wait, 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 after wait. she got the ring. Wait, like, let me ask you a question. Yeah, but she does but marry another dude after yeah, she Yeah, because she decided I'm going to get it. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Okay, so some woman who is a free spirit. She mm-hmm. has lots yep. of sex with as many men as she wants to. Yep. Asks me if I'd like to have sex with her. I say, I am married, woman. Mm-hmm. She says, yeah, that's fine. I'd like to have sex with you anyway. Terrible person? <laughs> is, she, is that woman a terrible person? No. Oh! Because okay. we know she doesn't care about having sex with married guys. She's fucking Francis! <laughs> no, no. I said, now she wants not, not married guys. She wants to have sex with your husband. Look. <laughs> it doesn't make her... A terrible Elaine person. Elaine gets mad if I talk to act, act women for any reason, but now all of a sudden she's okay. No, no. Elaine gets jealous. Hold on. Oh. We need to take this. It's potential spam. No. Um, I know him. He calls me all the time. <laughs> he sounds hideous. <laughs> we know. I believe he would be. <laughs> we know. He's not even actually spam. He's potential. People, people who have cheated on their spouses. We know people. Who have people. cheated on their spouses. People that we know and previously thought were good people. I don't think they're... No, I called that. He was an asshole. <laughs> I was right. Just saying. Well, let's talk... Let's... Your co-worker that you currently work with that cheated on her husband. She's not terrible because she cheated on her husband. She's terrible because she had sex in that other guy's wife's bed. <laughs> Sorry if you listen to this. Yeah. I have thoughts. <laughs> but that's what makes her terrible. She was just not a good person. But the line is, had sex in another good bed. Guy's bed. That is what puts her into terrible, as opposed to just not a good person that so I want to hang out with. Someone else's couch, Cameron Diaz's character is a not a good person that I don't want to hang out with, and I wouldn't want my husband to be around. <laughs> but, I, I, I believe there's another level to her, though. But I just I, don't I, think... I understand what you're saying. I think saying. she's evil. I, just she's also try, I think she's also trying to rip this family apart to either get Ed Burns or get yeah. at Ed Burns. Like or something, Mickey. something went horribly wrong between her and Mickey, and I don't it was think the guy Mickey, with the hairy ass. <laughs> I, no. Oh yeah. No, she thinks she has a symptom. Oh yeah, well that symptom is fucking my wife. Yes, ah. but something obviously went wrong between her and Mickey, and it couldn't have her been. Her and all Sally, come on. But she seems very open about the kind of person she is. So yes, she's not a good person, but she's open about it, which I think so stops her from being terrible. Okay. Like there's. 
there's a line here. She seems to have a lot and of And she's open about how bad she is. So I think, yes, she's a bad person and she's I don't care for her. Bit too much. But I don't think she's terrible. Okay. She's not making Thou her... doth protest too much. She's not pretending she's a good person, All right, whatever. which I appreciate. Let me put it that way. Okay. She's not pretending she's not terrible, <laughs> which I appreciate and thinks her makes her just an open person. I'm fine with people who are open with how ter- with their how bad choices. There. Well, Mickey, uh-huh. Mickey, I think terrible is the wrong word because she's open about it. After Heather leaves the room, Mickey continues to talk to Francis, and he's actively trying to talk to him about something and Francis is blowing it all off because he thinks it's competition, he's jealous, whatever blah blah blah, I got Heather, ha 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 and you didn't, da 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 he's like look, I don't give a fuck about all that there's something you need to know about her and he's like what, and he goes she was a prostitute in college to pay for her education, that's why she, she got was a education and he goes that's bullshit and he goes no it isn't, it's true and then now it just fucking blows this whole world apart. And he's like, wait, Francis wait, wait. Because Francis is a prude. I mean, think yeah. about, we yeah. can't talk about our sex life on the street. You cannot have a vibrator in my house. <laughs> I don't have sex with you, but you definitely can't have a vibrator. Yeah. Yeah. He loses his shit on that. And he somehow he knows it's true. And he goes, I got to get the fuck out of here. And he leaves. And as uh, Mick, Mick leaves, Heather stops him on the way out and says, you told him? And she goes, yeah. And she goes, he Why? says, he's my brother. Yeah, exactly. I would be like, he's my brother, and you tried to have sex with me two weeks ago. He needs to know the kind and of person you are. she mm-hmm. tries to have, to have a moment with him again, and he's like, no, and leaves. And I'm sitting there watching it go, no, no, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> I think she may be There a, was no way he was going to do She that. might be a sex addict. Let's be real here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would fall into being, you know, if you're a prostitute. It wouldn't be a bad thing to be, I guess. I mean, she might be a sex addict. She definitely has a fucked up relationship with sex, which is she's probably, trying to fuck two brothers at the same time. Terrible person. Which is probably a side effect of being a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Maybe she must really enjoy sex. There's nothing wrong with that. Maybe, but generally, being a sex worker is not seen in a positive light. And those girls are fucked up. And she obviously has a fucked up sex relationship with mm-hmm. people because, and it's probably related to her being a sex worker. Well, we cut to dad. Which is unfortunate. He's fishing uh, on his boat with a priest, and the priest explains to him that he hasn't seen his wife. What are you talking about? Because he she's at the church all, all the time, time praying. He goes, I haven't seen her in a long time. It's been months. And I forgot that she was having sex with, that the mother was cheating on him with the hardware store dude, <laughs> because I remembered the mother having sex with the priest. Uh, I thought it was the <laughs> priest she was having sex with at the church. I thought that he found out because he went to the church and they were fucking in the rectory. That, like, that's what my brain remembered, but that was not what happened. You never Maybe go, it was an alternate version of the movie. You never go mouth the rectory. So, we cut the dad smashing stuff at his house. Apparently, his wife has been sleeping with the hardware store owner and has left him now. Well, no, because he went there, found them, and beat the shit well, out of the hardware that. store guy. Yes. Good for him. Fran goes to... But it's not... Yes, it is. No, the real... But the person who is in the wrong is not the hardware store it's guy. It's 100% the hardware store guy. It's the wife. They're both in the wrong. Yes, but it's the wife. The wife is the one that's cheating on you, not the hardware store guy. Oh, the the hardware, hardware store guy is obviously not making good life choices and is, con- and is not the best person. But the person, but you don't beat the up the hardware The only time store. you get a pass is if you didn't know. If you show up at the <laughs> I'm house. I'm saying you get a pass. I'm and, saying and they dude, always think it's okay to 
to beat up the mistress. It's not the, yeah, the mistress is making terrible faults, but it's the spouse. It's the spouse that is the real terrible person mm -hmm. who couldn't be bothered to say I want a divorce because I don't love you anymore. It's the spouse. The spouse is always worst. I don't give a fuck. The spouse <laughs> is the terrible person. You pick this movie. I want you to remember. <laughs> oh my God. This will be fun to listen back to. I don't think so. Lane has it's a lot of It's 100% the spouse. I do think it is telling that um, every time the dad throughout the movie has talked about the mom being at the church, he's talked about how this will affect him, and it's all related to having his meals cooked yeah. and his laundry done. Yeah. So this dad, dad is very old is school. Really is really ignoring this woman and just yeah. expecting is, that his meals will be cooked and his laundry will be done. <laughs> he's an old school retired firefighter. I'm not saying that she's right to have cheated on him. No. I'm just saying I wasn't shocked. <laughs> I wasn't shocked either, and we don't get. And I don't know if that's part of the reason why we don't get to see the wife is that it was a deliberate, a deliberate choice to see, to make it seem like the father is not treating her very well because we really don't know anything about their their relationship other than those few snippets that we got of him complaining when she's not in the room and you can people complain all the time but that is not really what their relationship is. Well, Fran goes to pick up Heather, uh, but once he gets there, she's leaving, and she returns his ring. She says. He says, well, what, aren't we getting married? And he goes, no, because I married the old man this morning. And he says, uh, he's only marrying you because he doesn't know you were a hooker. And he goes, she goes, well, he was my best customer, so I think he does know that. <laughs> and then he screams at her, you, you ruined my life. Okay. No, you ruined your own life. Yeah, yeah. you ruined your own life. So then, I hope that her and Papa are very happy together. So then <laughs> Fran tries to call back to Renee, but she is with the fat nerdy computer guy now. And says, sorry, Fran, I don't want to get back with you. You're a day late and a dollar short. Which I'm glad for Renee. She found someone yes. that actually cares about her. Nick, so goes, <laughs> Nick goes to the bar to try to talk to Hope. Uh, Colleen tells her that she's not there and you should go, you know, leave. And he tells her, well, okay, I, but I came because I wanted to see her before she goes, so please tell her that. And then he leaves. Colleen goes and tells Hope. Then the phone rings at the bar. It's Mick's dad. He wants to talk to Hope. So Fran and Mick are at a different bar, drinking their sorrows away, and Fran says, Mick, if you, had, if you hadn't met Heather, this wouldn't have happened. So it's kind of all your fault. <laughs> like, sorry. Mm -hmm. Fran says, um, and also you, left, you let your wife move to Paris. This, uh, this is what happens when you get married without a best man. So this is also your fault. <laughs> It's funny because you see... This like, motherfucker needs to build a bridge and get over <laughs> I feel like... I feel like Francis and the father are very much alike because it's all about how is this affecting my life. Exactly. Yeah. And then he says that earlier, he's like, Mickey is definitely more like his mother. And the dad and the son are... Dad and, and Fran are like, and Mickey's like his mother. He cares so about funny. people. Um, so he gives... Mickey the watch back, and Mickey's like, I don't want this fucking watch. So he said, let's just give it to the bartender. So they leave it on the bar. So the boys and dad are getting together for their last seasonal boat trip. Dad says he's sorry. Apparently he's fucked up too, and maybe all of this advice that he's been giving is terrible. And now his sons are suffering because of it. And... He's like, no, 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 Dad, it's not like that. Like, he's kind of like, maybe if I had let your mother on the boat, she would have seen why it's so enjoyable. And maybe if I occasionally had gone to church with her, like a good Catholic that I claim to be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have known that she's not been going to church every yeah. fucking day. <laughs> he's taking stock of his life and maybe realizing he's not such a great person, which I also can appreciate. 
but then uh they're like well let's go do this fishing trip and and then mickey's like eh, i don't feel like doing it dad i'm not i'm not into it i'm gonna go try to see hope and he says well look at least the hope let us you know help us load this stuff onto the boat and he says okay and then when he gets out there hope is on the boat and he's apparently changed his policy because hope floats <laughs> no wow no they take oh. off. Hope asks, hey, can she drive? Dad says, look, let's, let's take this as baby low steps. as baby, baby steps. steps. <laughs> and that is the end. Oh. And a Tom's Betty song plays. Duh. Of course it does. What did you think? John. Ho! Oh. All right. Uh, my favorite character is Mickey. Stand-up chap. Good dude. Mm-hmm. Um... My least favorite character is Francis. Fuck that guy. Fair. My favorite scene is anytime they do the double conversation thing. Mm-hmm. They did it a couple times where they're talking about the same thing with different people. Um, my favorite line is, you don't even believe in God. That doesn't mean I can't be a good Catholic. <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object is all the smoking. Yeah, there's a lot of smoking. Everybody smokes constantly. That's mine too. <laughs> All the smoking. It's and not mine. <laughs> I didn't like this movie. Didn't like, <laughs> didn't like this movie. Did you used to like this movie? I don't remember. Or you kind of grew out of it, or you just like I, I think, never really cared for it. I don't think I ever really cared for it. Okay. But if you want to watch an Eddie Burns movie, watch The Brothers McMullen's better movie. Is it? I've never seen it. I feel like we should watch it. Well, it's not. It's also not a great movie, but it's better than this. Okay, but that's not really saying much. Yeah, I know. I mean, Green Room was a better movie than this. <sighs> it's a very different movie. It's better. <laughs> uh, uh, Link. <laughs> it's got I mean, about. I'm gonna have to go with. I think this is a better movie than Green Room because if there's ever a movie I don't want to watch again, it's Green Room. Um, Does this movie have image in boots? This that was really and hard we're to done. watch. It was a good movie, but it's hard to watch. Um. This is much it's hard for me to watch, and I get off on that stuff. So, uh, my favorite character is the dad, Mr. Fitzpatrick. Okay. And my least favorite character is Francis. Actually, Carly's supposed to go first. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, I know we're, that's what we're supposed to do. That way, she doesn't steal. We don't steal. I was like saving the best for last. That's a matter. If me and Carly, me and Carly usually steal somebody's something. Uh, my my least favorite character is Francis. My favorite scene is the is Francis gay roundabout. <laughs> it's just so funny how they jump from conversation What's to conversation. Uh, my favorite tertiary object is going to be Tom the driver. Yeah. Because he's great. That was my backup. And um, my favorite line, I'm going to go with this exchange. Your brother and I think she's an illegal. She's using you to get a green card. Dad, she's from Vermont. She looks like she's from one of the islands. Yeah, Rhode Island. Because <laughs> it's just funny. Um, I think this is a good movie. I've seen it a bunch of times, and I'd happily watch it again. It's just a nice... If it's on and the mummy's not... I feel like the dialogue <laughs> is good, and it's a it's a nice slice-of-life movie. Sometimes these movies can be really boring because you don't care about the characters, but this one I think is well done. I told Tom Cruise the other day I liked the mummy. <laughs> he was on Instagram or something. He's like, hey, everybody, Top Gun's coming out. I want to tell everybody this and that. I said, I liked The Mummy. <laughs> I don't think he saw it. Like, <laughs> hey, you're, back. you're the I one. Was, I was hoping he would see it and say something because that would be funny as shit, but it didn't happen. Sorry. Carly? <laughs> All right. My favorite character is Renee. Mm. I liked her. And uh, 
You mean I Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. She was just a good person. Like, when her she sister tried. Got, compared to her family. Got yeah. her ex-boyfriend's <laughs> phone number, and she's like, you can't do that. And Francis is like, why not? You can date your sibling's ex. <laughs> and she's like, you guys are are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was a solid pick. She was just a good person. She was. The same, she just the wanted same to have a, Mickey a happy marriage with her husband. <laughs> no, Mickey wouldn't have done that. No, I'm saying it's a shame she and Mickey didn't get together because they were both seem like decent people. They would have been happier. I don't know about this hope chick. She looks like an illegal. <laughs> I think oh, she's yeah, from the... one of the islands. Oh, God. <laughs> My yeah, favorite... Long Island. <laughs> Long Island. <laughs> My favorite scene's the same as John's when they do the double conversations. Yeah, yeah. My favorite line I liked when he tells Renee, when Francis tells Renee he's been seeing someone else and she asks who he is because that's (laughs) what she confronted about being gay. That made me laugh out loud. And my favorite tertiary object was Tom Petty. (laughs) Because I love me some Tom Petty. (laughs) I will, I do want to say this actress, Maxine Bonds. Her, um, in her IMDb, it says that she's the daughter of a German-American father and a Chinese-Brazilian mother. Wow. So the fact that they keep saying she looks like she could be from one of the islands, she does have a little bit, yeah, she's, uh, yeah. not your look. typical uh, white girl features. That's true. And I'll give it a yay. It's a light yay. I don't mind it. It was fun. It's <laughs> no true romance. It wasn't nothing. Yeah, it's no true romance. I liked it, but I'm not like, ooh, let's watch it again. <laughs> If you scrolled through Netflix and you saw it, you might be like, oh, I like that movie. I'll watch it. Yeah. No, The Gentleman's on Netflix. Watch that instead. <laughs> I can only watch that so many times in a row. <laughs> I watch it I don't when you're want not to around. do it. It's no I, Ragnarok. I, I I, it's real good, but I don't I mean, want to do it. I mean, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I almost watched Thor Ragnarok last night. <laughs> watched Guardians of the Galaxy, too. And then I was like, oh, I want to see these people more. I'm like, Maybe should I watch so the. Endgame? <laughs> Endgame's always a solid pick if you have some time to kill. But you I'm have to have some time to kill. Want, want to rewatch the Guardians movies. Yeah, we watched Guardians the other day, and then we I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2 last nice. night while John was asleep. And then he woke up, and I told him I watched it. He's like, oh, I want to watch that with you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I thought we'd watch it, but evidently she doesn't care about those kind of things. <laughs> I didn't know it was on his agenda. She's not a terrible person. She's just a bad person. <laughs> All right. Got out one back and I'll stay around. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> she hasn't crossed the line. I bet she likes go Alright, Tony, what do right. you think? She actually said shit. <laughs> My favorite character is Mickey. Miley's favorite character is a tie for Fran and Heather. Mm-hmm. They're both terrible people, despite what Elaine would have you believe. <laughs> She's just not as bad. They're oh, levels. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite scene is probably the go back and forth, but I'll go boxing because that was a that funny That is a good scene, scene too. Um, my favorite line is when I, what I said earlier with the hole in the ceiling. When she's like, "Oh, you gotta yeah. meet him. Jim's a good guy." Oh, he's a good guy. Well, that's good because if I'm gonna be staring at his pecker every morning, you should be a good guy. That's a good line. And my favorite Trisha object is Fran's apartment. Because was gonna say Jim's pecker. Holy ah! shit! That's the biggest fucking apartment I've seen. That blade or or fucking one of them didn't work in. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like their living room is bigger than my house. Because they're still walking through it in some scenes. It's like this is his apartment. Jesus Christ. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, see the dialogue in this movie is great. Yeah, the people are fucking terrible. Well, some. I told Tony I was like, favorite character. Lots of least favorite characters. But I think this is how. <laughs> it's it's gotta be Mickey. I think the charm of this movie is or this Rachel. is how most people are. She was a good character. She like, tried. She did want to make good. that marriage work. Good, good on her. Hopes. I, 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 I hope half the she took him for half of everything. Like Francis is a dirtbag and. <laughs> 
Heather's clearly a, t- a piece of crap, but yeah, Francis is a brat. My, the dad's good. We probably the mom's probably okay. I'm gonna say one thing and then I'll never say it again. Oh, here's my. Thing. I doubt that's right. Here's my thing. When people are terrible and are pretending that they're good, it really bothers me. But I feel like the reason that I don't think that Heather is the worst piece of crap on the planet, she's not lay poop, is because she's not pretending she's not terrible. Francis is Francis thinks he's in the right. Francis thinks he's making good decisions, which is why he's fucking terrible. But she's not as bad because she's not pretending that she's a good person. Yeah, and but- that's where I draw the line. Because I like people in, in real life. I know plenty of people who are terrible people, and they think they're great, mm-hmm. and it makes them extra terrible. But then I know people who are kind of shitty people, about me. and are like, eh, I'm kind of a shitty person. And I respect that about them, that yeah. they're just open with, you know what, I'm not perfect, I have some flaws, and I'm good with that. I respect that too, however, I do also know, I've also known people that just don't give a fuck about anybody else. And they Which are, most are proud about that. They'll be yeah, like, I'm going to fuck everybody. And if it ruins his marriage, I don't care. And if this guy is an old man and dies and leaves me a bunch of money, cool. But I don't give a fuck about anybody. I just sleep with whoever I want. There's admirable qualities to that. But there's also, hey, man, like, are, are you a monster? I don't think it's admirable. I just think, well, you're open about it. And you're choosing to be with that person. Like, the the person who, the married person that she fucks with... They're the bad guy because she's open about. She's a bad guy too, though. Yeah, but she's open Let's about it. Married people. Well, she's open that I don't care about your marriage or if this ruins your life. Well, then you need to say, you know what? I don't need that. You're toxic, and you're going to bring everybody but, down. But there's also a certain uh, there's also a certain amount of. We're still recording. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last thing I'll say. There's also a certain amount of. We haven't got to the next week part yet. <laughs> yeah, we still know Carlos birthday pickets. There's also a certain amount of. If Francis Francis cheated with Heather, he was probably going to cheat with somebody. Oh yes, no, so, he's terrible. But he's pretending he's that he's he's like you ruined my life. No, dude, no, you, you ruined your else. life. Mm-hmm. If you fucked Heather, you would have fucked. Somebody he's never else. gonna be happy. No, no, he's dissatisfied. He said it. He's he like that's what makes him successful. Yes, <laughs> Carly. All right, that was fun. Did you song? <laughs> yeah. Please find us on, on no. Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast and go back and listen to other episodes that we have referenced in this one and any that suit your fancy. <laughs> and then you can tune in Quality pick. next week. On the podcast. I know. Birthday pick. Oh, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. This is the movie oh, that Carly wants to talk about more than any other movie. No boundaries. <laughs> she, she can pick, pick anything. anything. I pick like to talk. Any... I just like to reference how much shit I got when I picked the burbs. <laughs> Did, Did you, you really? You guys gave me a rash of shit for picking the burbs. You're like you're wasting a birthday pick I on never the said burbs. That. That's you can have it any time. That's what happened when you picked Captain Ron, not the burbs. Which I love Captain Ron. I got shit about both of them. I always get shit about my birthday picks. I'll probably get shit about my birthday picks. I've been drinking during this podcast. No, you don't. We're going to talk about Lego Batman. Oh, oh 2017. I was close. I Is that on Disney Plus? I'm sure. I think it's on HBO. It's no. DC. Oh, it's not Marvel. Yeah, so it's got to be on HBO. Yeah, man. it's got to be on HBO. Well, let's check the Just Watch. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to look it up since everyone else is. I know. I was turning off this podcast. It's on this, HBO. This is a Tony pick, and it's an hour 47. Jesus Christ. The movie's only 